Welcome to Indie Beauty Radio with your host, Rachel Whitaker, founder of the Indie Beauty Delivers community. Hi, hello everybody, it's Rachel Whitaker here and welcome to another episode of Indie Beauty TV. I feel like I need to get some kind of, uh, I've been doing these now for so long, I think this is like the 24th episode this year. Uh, I feel maybe I need some music to uh, to 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 get me into these things because I always seem to sing that. But it's lovely to see you guys. Um, it's a solo episode from me today. Um, I am going to be bringing you the highlights and the best bits from yesterday's beauty exchange. Um, it was a great day, um, and I can't wait to tell you all about it. So yeah, my name is Rachel Whitaker. I am the founder of Indie Beauty Delivers and I'm the host of Indie Beauty TV. Basically, my mission in life and my, my the reason I set up my company is to really empower all of you beautypreneurs out there to launch, grow and build truly iconic brands. Um, and I do this by sharing my passion for our wonderful industry. Uh, and I do this by sharing all my expertise um, and I also do it by sharing other experts' expertise, which is what Indie Beauty TV is all about. Um, it's either a solo episode from me or I bring in loads of industry experts. Happens once a week. It's always here on my Facebook um, at three o'clock. Um, mostly they're live. Occasionally they are pre-recorded. Um, but you can always find them here on my Facebook page. I'm also slowly uploading all of them and I... It does take a long time, guys, but I'm slowly uploading all of them to um, my YouTube channel so that you will be able to go and watch every single episode of Indie Beauty TV whenever you want. And you'll be able to search for the episodes which are of most interest to you at any one time. So go and subscribe to my YouTube channel so that you can see all the new videos as they're uploaded. Um, also, I just want to let you know, I am working on getting Indie Beauty TV released as a podcast. So they're going to be pretty rough and ready, guys, but I know sometimes it's really difficult to find the time to sit down and watch something for half an hour or an hour. So what I've had done is I've had the audio of Indie Beauty TV converted into a podcast. I've got all the episodes so far. I just haven't made them available yet. So I promise I'm in the process of doing that and I will let you know as soon as possible. So if you're struggling to watch, I will have them available for you on podcast so that you can you know, listen to them when you're on the train, walking the dog, taking the kids to school, waiting for the kids to come out of after school club, whatever it is. Um, so watch out for that and I'll keep you updated. So beauty exchange. Wow. It was a great day yesterday. I saw so many of you. So if you were one of the people who was there, uh, thank you very much for coming up and saying hello. Thank you very much for supporting me when I was speaking as well. Um, for those of you who don't know what Beauty Exchange is, um, it's an annual event. It's hosted and organised by the wonderful team over at Enterprise Nation. It always happens in sort of June, July time. Uh, and it's a day that's absolutely dedicated to beauty and how to launch and grow a beauty brand. Um, so it's normally about 9 till 4.30. It's always in central London. Um, it's normally around about 50 or 60 pounds. So great value for the amount of information you can get during that day. Um, they bring in a whole range of speakers each year. 
So this year there were speakers on um, from GS1, the barcode people. Uh, there was um, Wiz, who was a, sort of a, a retail expert. <coughs> the um, Formula Britannica were there this year talking about how to create a sensory brand. There were experts on logistics, which was me, social media experts, uh, experts from the world of e-commerce, uh, accountants. My goodness, it was an absolute... Oh, and I forgot the star of the show um, was Deborah Mitchell, the founder of Heaven Skincare. <coughs> excuse, excuse me while I completely choke live on TV. And... Um, so they absolutely jam-pack this schedule. There's so much value for the price that you pay. So please, 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 it was a sellout this year. Get your diaries out now. If you want to go next year, make sure you put it in your diary around about April to check and see whether the tickets have been released. Because you want to grab these fast next year uh, to make sure that you get hold of them. But it was an absolutely awesome event. So I know uh, some of you didn't know it was on. Some of you tried to get tickets, but it was sold out and you couldn't make it, and others simply couldn't make it. So I wanted to bring you today um, just the highlights, the summary, the best bits. Um, sorry, my cat has decided to come and play with me while I'm on Indie Beauty TV. Ah, live stuff. Um, so I wanted to bring you the best bits, really, uh, and talk about it. So uh, the first bit of highlight uh, or key sort of titbit that I pulled out of it that I wanted to talk to you guys about was from the wonderful Wiz Selvi, um, who runs a consultancy that helps brands um, with their retail strategy. You can follow her on Instagram. She is available. <laughs> she is here. Go and say hello to her. Um, Wiz was on bright and early uh, and she was talking about how you should be uh, preparing your brand for retail. And uh, one of the questions that she answered in the Q&A at the end um, is a question that I hear founders talking about and asking me quite a lot. So from Wizard's uh, presentation, I want to pull out the fact that the, the, one of the questions that was asked was, when we email buyers, when we email retail buyers and we don't get any acknowledgement from them, what do we do? <laughs> and I think this is a really great question. Uh, number one, because doing nothing is—it it simply just isn't the right thing. Because maybe your email was missed, or maybe your email was read, but it's just not the right time. Um, or maybe they meant to answer you and they didn't. So just emailing once um, isn't enough. And what Wiz said is that what you need to do is probably go back to them, not every week, and probably even once a month would be too much, but maybe in just over sort of a month's time. You want to go back to them, but you don't want to just repeat what you said in the first email. Um, you don't want to say, did you see my first email? What you want to do is talk to them about something slightly different, give them a slightly different angle. So maybe uh, something that your brand stands for has been uh, in the news and it's really relevant. Perhaps the retailer that you're trying to contact has recently announced a change in policy around maybe sustainability and maybe that aligns your brands better and that could be the way that you spoke about it. Maybe you've got an amazing review from a blogger. 
uh, or some amazing publicity in a magazine maybe that would be what you could contact them with so it's about being a little bit tenacious not giving up at the first hurdle but also being quite creative in the way that you continue to communicate with those uh, retail buyers thought that was an amazing tip um, so that was my kind of tip from um, Wiz, and like I said, Wiz is, is on Instagram, so do go and follow her, amazingly talented retail specialist, um, and enjoys working with sort of both the larger brands and the more independent brands, so do go check her out if you don't know about Wiz already. Straight after Wiz, we got the amazing uh, Formula Britannica crew, the whole team were there, which was absolutely brilliant. Um, and Lorraine, their, um, their founder, the boss lady, she got up and did a really interesting talk, actually, all about um, how to build a sensory brand. And it was a very fascinating topic, actually, because she talked about quite a few things that perhaps we don't think about as brand founders. Um, so the topic of how to create a sensory brand is, um, quite, it is do, dealt with I can't get my words out, dealt with in detail in their brand new business course that they've just launched, and which I had the pleasure of uh, doing a module with them on. Um, and so I think uh, Lorraine had picked out some of the key pieces from that module from this new course to, uh, to talk to us about. And I just want to pick up on just a few of the points um, that she raised, because uh, they were different and they were and they really got me uh, got me thinking. So she broke your branding down into um, the different senses. So the fact that we visually brand, we tactile brand, we olfactory smell brand, we have audio branding, and we all also have, and this is a new word I learned, gustatory branding or taste branding. And I thought this was really, really interesting. So I'm gonna pick up on um, the tactile branding, first of all, because you might not think about your brand. Visual branding, we all know about visual branding. I'm not gonna go there, but tactile branding, what did she really mean? So she was talking about, um, obviously, the way that your formulations feel, so whether they're silky or smooth. Uh, and she was saying it's really important to think about that tactileness in line with what your brand stands for. So she was saying, you know, if you're a very, uh, millennial brand uh, which is fun and vibrant and lively maybe you're looking at gels something like that that's sort of that kind of tactileness but she was saying it doesn't stop simply at your formulations and how they feel it's how your packaging feels when people pick up your packaging you know, how does that feel what is that saying about your brand you know what if you could describe how your brand felt is that the way that your packaging feels? Is that the way that your formulations feel? And I thought that was very fascinating. And I wondered how many of us thought about our branding on that level. On a factory branding. Again, we all know about how our products smell, our scents, or our not having any scent, our fragrance-free options. But Lorraine made us think about it a little in a bit, a bit more depth. So she was saying, you know, we could have our packaging centered. We could spritz the uh, 
packaging that we use inside our parcels so that somebody when somebody opens it you get that kind of hit of fragrance um she was saying if you're doing live store events what are you doing about smell you know are you burning incense have you got an oil diffuser going um uh, you know how are you doing that and again she was challenging us all to say if you could describe your brand in a scent what would it smell like and is that what you are then representing by the products and the image that you're putting out across there audio branding so this was just how does your brand sound so when you if you have to describe how your brand sounds how does it sound you know how do you describe your products when you talk about them how do you describe them when you write about them and she picked up on a real growing trend here um, and we all know that the home hubs the alexas the google whatever's they're called they're all gonna they're all coming in there are very few households now without one of these and more and more we're going to see our advertising uh coming through these new pieces of kit this new technology so how would your brand sound how would your product sound if they if alexa talked about them if Alexa put them in front of people so it's really good opportunity one to investigate as marketing opportunity but to make you think about how you are sounding um, you know how does your packaging sound when people pick it up how do your formulations sound she was talking about the fact that maybe you were thinking about your packaging and what you don't really want is when you squeeze that button you get that enormous fart sound you know it's not quite as you squeeze it that's probably not how you want your brand so think about all of that kind of thing the depth that your branding uh, can go into and finally she talked about the gustatory as i said new word for me um the gustatory and the taste branding um that's pretty obvious when you think about lip products for instance if that's the sort of thing um that you are doing but she said it goes a lot deeper than that as well so if you're doing live events exactly what food and drink are you serving it have you serving have you put it through that brand filter she talked about um, the launch party for their new business course that i was privileged to go to a couple of weeks ago but they did botanical mocktails for us all and that was very much on brand with formula botanica um she was also talking about if you're going to share recipes as part of your social media marketing campaign do they align with your brand are they the types of recipes that your that your brand stands for you know when you're posting pictures of yourself out and about when you are doing instagram stories is what you're capturing in that on brand as far as you know the food element goes if you're a vegan brand you're not capturing a picture of yourself tucking into a steak or something like that so i loved that talk i i felt it touched on areas of branding that perhaps we don't really often think about um and when you are establishing a brand for the long term an iconic brand this is the detail that makes the difference this is where you stand out from those competitors because your brand runs through absolutely everything that you do it's at your core and it's instantly recognizable everything just gels together and makes an absolutely beautiful um, sort of brand experience for everybody so great talk uh, great talk from Lorraine really really enjoyed that um, completely and entirely 
really, really great. Then we had a talk about social media marketing, which of course I absolutely loved. Uh, this was from a lady called Alison um, from Avocado Social. Go follow Alison on Avocado Social. Um, Alison's worked with a number of beauty brands uh, and is just a really passionate uh, content marketeer. And I think she spoke for half an hour and I lost count. I tried to count how many tips she gave, but it was just way too many. Absolutely way too many. If you uh, want to get some of them, go check out my Instagram story. If uh, the Instagram story isn't there anymore, go. Uh, no, actually, you'll have to go to my Instagram story now and check it out uh, to catch those. But it was simply half an hour of just tip, 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 tip. It was completely... Um, brilliant i mean i couldn't scribble it down a um, couple of pointers though that she gave that i really really wanted to bring bring up with you things that i think perhaps you could definitely be doing the first one she talked about the content that you could put out there um, content that beauty files your customers really enjoy um, and she picked up on education ed educative posts uh, and she used Pie Skincare as a, an example. If you go and have a look at Pie Skincare yourself, you'll see that quite a lot of the posts that they put out there, uh, the text, the captions that go along with the picture are quite informative. They're telling their customers how to use their products, the best way to use their products. Um, and what Alison was saying is, People really like this approach. They like to read that. They like to be told what to do and how best to use things. So it might be a really good thing for you guys to start thinking about that in your content. Do some posts, do some videos, uh, do, write some posts about how to use your products. Really great time at the moment. It's the summer season. I'm sure you've got products in your range which work beautifully on uh, dry skin, sun-dried skin, sunburnt skin. Uh, dry feet, uh, dry skin on your feet, all the sorts of challenges that your customers are facing with summer. I'm sure you've got products in your range at the moment. You could be doing these kind of more educative, informative posts to help your customers understand why they should be buying your products and how they can use them to solve those challenges that they're facing. So I love that. Um, I loved that point from Alison. The other one she talked about is your posts on social media should be designed to add value or create value. So um, things like, um, I can't remember the name of the brand who did this, um, but it was um, a video that they'd done, um, which uh, was all about how to give yourself um, a DIY facial at your desk at work. Um, little things like this, which really add value, maybe sharing a recipe. I saw a brand um, the other day who had shared a recipe for um, a smoothie uh, and the smoothie contained their main uh, ingredient of their skincare, which was watercress. Um, and it was just a really lovely thing to do, but it added value. So maybe looking at your post and thinking, can I, how can I add value to my customer? What could I give them today which they could take away and use and, and it adds value to their life and makes their life just that little bit better today? Um, another brilliant, brilliant, brilliant tip there. The other one that I wanted to just put out there, because this is a bit of a, a future one. It's a bit like me talking about marketing using Alexa. 
and uh, the Google and the Home Hubs and things. Um, WhatsApp is uh, growing massively. Uh, and Alison had some amazing statistics. And she was saying WhatsApp messages have an 80% opening rate. Now, when you think about email opening rates, they're down around about the 30% mark. WhatsApp has 80% opening rate. What is that? That's amazing, guys. Um, and there's now a way, uh, if you go into WhatsApp, you can actually set your business up as WhatsApp business, which allows, biz uh, allows your consumers to contact you directly through WhatsApp as a business. So it opens up that WhatsApp channel. Um, so that you can begin to use that in your marketing strategy, knowing that 80% of the WhatsApp messages that you send are going to be read by your, by your followers, by your consumers. WhatsApp, really good one, I think, to be having a think about and uh, making sure that you've got that WhatsApp business, if nothing else. And then maybe thinking about how you can sort of use WhatsApp in your marketing strategy. So thank you very, very much to Avocado Social for all those amazing tips. Um, now, what else? We had an amazing talk um, from Deborah Mitchell, who is the founder of Heaven Skincare. And um, what I found very inspiring about this talk um, was that Deborah is really no different from any of us as solo entrepreneurs. She is a really down-to-earth lady who has worked her socks off. She's had ups and downs. She's had disasters. She's been on exactly the same journey as we have. She just kept going and kept going and kept going. Um, and she had a wonderful way of saying that put, just, just put everything out there in the universe and it will come back uh, tenfold to you. Um, and she was very, very inspiring and just so down to earth. But a couple of the key learning points she took from her journey over the last, I think it was about 25 years, and that she wanted to pass on to us, um, was that, number one, your products have to answer a need or a requirement. They have to solve a problem. They have to be the answer to something. Um, and so you need to know what that is. You know, what problem does your product solve? What need does it answer? And she was really, really keen um, about that. The other top tip she gave was to, when you're thinking about where you're gonna go with your business and what your business can become and what you can be um, and, and how far it can go, that's amazing, but what you've also got to think about is what you're prepared to lose because setting up your own business is tough and it's demanding and it takes sacrifices. And so you have to work out what you're prepared to gain, but you have to work out exactly what you're prepared to lose in order to get there. She talked a lot about the fact that you need to prove to people how your products work. She said, everybody needs proof. How can you show that your products work? Now, Deborah's been lucky enough to work with uh, celebrities and royalty and get that kind of uh, proof from there. 
but you guys are dealing with your customers every day all of you have raving fans who are buying from you again and again and again have you asked them for a testimonial have you asked them to provide those little bits of proof that you could use in your social media if you want to go for the celebrity go for the celebrity but don't forget you are all sitting on proof you just need to ask your customers to give you that proof so that you can use that um, and finally uh, she said a rather lovely thing about when you are at the bottom when you think you have reached as low and low and low and low as you can go and it feels dreadful the only place that you can go from there is to that highest peak and so you've just got to get on with it and keep chugging away because it's there. You can't go any lower. You can only go up, which I thought um, was a really, really nice one as well. Um, and then the final uh, talk that I wanted to mention and the final uh, sort of piece of advice that I wanted to drop in was we had um, a really energetic talk from um, Ailish, um, the glow getter. Uh, and oh gosh, Ailish just brings her own brand of energy and enthusiasm to her presentations. And it was so great. And she was talking uh, very much about creating the branding behind your brand. So she talked a lot about um, values, but she challenged everybody in the room to think very hard about who they are as a business and the challenge was if i'm going to ask you for one word to describe your brand what would it be you know what is that what is your brand doing what does your brand do in one word and she gave a really great example that some of us might have said well actually my brand uh, solves acne it's uh, you know it, it, it's something that makes acne a lot a lot more bearable um what Ailish was actually saying there is that's great. You're halfway there, but you're not fully there because, and I'm just going to see whether I can find what she said. It was the most amazing. Um, here we go. She said that people buy external solutions for internal problems. So acne actually isn't the thing that people are sort of buying the product for. It's much more emotionally deeper than that. It's to do with not being confident. It's to do with not liking the way that you look. Um, it's to do with having to, to losing your confidence. Um, you know, it's a much more emotional and deeper thing that your brand stands for and your brand is trying to achieve. So her message to everybody was to go as deep as you can and go into the emotions and the needs and the challenges and the problems and the consequences that your customer, your ideal customers are really expecting. And I just I just love that people buy external solutions for internal problems. It was awesome. And of course, you can follow Ailish on social. I bet most of you do already. Who would not want a bit of that energy in their lives every day? Uh, just tune in for a bit of Ailish and you'll be like motivated and ready to, you know, do amazing things all day. That's me for today. That is my summary, my best bits from the Beauty Exchange. Like I said, please put this in your diary as a reminder for April next year. 
have a check in April next year, find out when the date is and book your tickets early because it was a sellout this year. Based on how good it was this year, I expect it to be a sellout next year as well. So make sure that is on your radar. If you've got any questions, um, you know what to do. You just pop them in the comments, even if you're not watching this live, even if you're watching this on catch up. Um, just pop the comments below, tag me in if you can, uh, then I definitely know that they're there and I will be straight back to give you as many answers and information as I possibly can. Um, Indie Beauty TV is permanently, every episode is permanently here on my Facebook page. Um, if you want to look back through them, just click on the left hand side on videos and you'll see them all appearing down there. You can click through. Like I said, I think this is the 23rd or 24th episode this year. Um, we've had some awesome people on, on previously. We've had SEO experts, Pinterest experts, media and uh, press experts. Uh, what else have we had on? Oh my God, we've had loads of social media marketing experts. Uh, we've had Kirsty McWinney from the Skincare, Free From Skincare Awards telling us how they work, plus loads of solo shows from me as well. So there's lots of information for any of you who are new to Indie Beauty TV. Um, they're also being uploaded to uh, YouTube slowly. So go subscribe to my channel, uh, Indie Beauty, Indie Beauty uh, Delivers is the name of my, Rachel at Indie Beauty Delivers is the name of my channel. So just go over there and subscribe. And every time a new video um, pops on, you'll get notified. Um, anyway, it's been a pleasure. It's always a pleasure to do my Indie Beauty TV. Always a pleasure to speak to you guys. Um, thank you very much for your support uh, at, at uh, Beauty Exchange yesterday. I had a fabulous talk. Um, it was really, really awesome. I'll do it as an Indie Beauty TV sometime soon so that you've got, uh, you, you can live, relive that or live it for the first time. Mwah. Loads of indie hugs and love for now. Bye. The Indie Beauty Delivers community is a place for beautypreneurs across the globe to network, learn and share. You're invited to join in on Facebook, Instagram and sign up to Rachel's special email group to receive weekly blogs packed full of expert tips. Visit IndieBeautyDelivers.com to sign up.